the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. All started up on Tuesday. Wait, no, it's not Tuesday anymore. Now it's Wednesday. I was up late. I got sucked into the election drama. First, the state drama, which didn't last that long. Um, although for some of the local races, and we're going to get into that with Scott Levinson, with uh, Frank Setio, with Hank Shankoff. We're going to end with some comedy, so we're going to have a lot of fun show today here on Hump Day in New York City. We're in Midtown. It's decent weather we had today. Um, it's already dark. That's a little weird, but okay. Um, I guess the new world of daylight savings time. We're going to do a whole show we should do on daylight savings time. There are people who feel very strongly that we should eliminate it. Other people feel like it, it's worthwhile. I don't know. I don't really have as much uh, interest in the, the daylight savings time. Actually, I have more interest in the top sheet to use the top sheet and not to use the top sheet than I do in daylight savings time because it actually affects me more with the top sheet and the top sheet because when you are into the under being under the top sheet and you have a a significant other who doesn't want to be under the top sheet it creates all kinds of problems but uh i wonder how and and you know we could ask mr setio because he's been a candidate you know what does lee zeldin uh feel like this morning i think we could all summarize how kathy hochel feels probably more of sense of relief than elation um, whereas I think Zeldin, I think when you're a candidate like him and, and you're starting to read these polls and see these, these newspaper articles and you're reading the post that says, believe after the jets beat the Buffalo bills and now he's going to win. Um, you know, you start to believe your own hype and to some degree you have to. And on the show on Monday, when I related, uh, an election to a trial, it's the same in a trial. Like you, you, no matter what side of the aisle you're on criminal, civil, you, you believe your own stuff. You have to, if you're going to be genuine to a jury um, or you're going to be genuine to the voters or the general, be, gen, uh, be genuine to an editorial board, you need to believe what you're saying. Um, and, and if it's, I'm going to win, you, you know, you need to believe that. And then when you wake up and you're like, oh, I didn't win. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the greatest feeling, but if you know that you put all your, everything you could into it, whether that's an election or a trial, there is a sense of, Hey, you know, I did everything I could. I did. I left it all out there and this was the result. And let's see what happens. So let us get the real scoop from the guy who's been on the Idola power hour time after time, giving us the insight. Well, now the results are in and we're going to hear from Hank Shankoff on some more analysis. What do you got there, Hank? I don't know what I got. All I know is it's a mess. No, actually, it's pretty good. I think people should be proud that they're Americans today because they had an election that took place without chaos, without violence, without fighting, screaming, yelling, carrying on. It just went on. It was great. Great time to be an American. I was very happy, very proud. Good day. I'm, I, love, I love that. I love your analysis. And, and yesterday we were imploring people to vote. Um, Hank, the, the, uh, the, the governor's race was not as close as, as people thought, including you. Uh, what, to what do you attribute that? Well, I suspected it would be, it could, it could go either way. A five to seven points was in the range for most, most people to bring. Um, what happened? Five points. The suburbs collapsed, it was, as was expected. 
terrific in their home county, Erie County. Um, and uh, everybody got frightened. You know, when the story started appearing, the pundit class started to say, hey, you know, this might not work out so well. The pundits uh, got through to other people, and they said the normal people who really do the work on the ground and turn people out, they got the message, and they started turning people out. You want to give somebody credit for this? Credit Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, uh, and Joe Biden for getting who are favorites with the African-American community and the people who run the machines, you know, particularly the Brooklyn County Organization, Rodney's Brashad. They turned out people, and the end result is that Kathy Hochul won. But ultimately, Kathy Hochul is one tough person. You know, you're not going to beat her easy, and uh, she put the thing in order. I think that the campaign was off the wheels, frankly. I don't think it was very good up until uh, she got more in charge, more motivated, and they got afraid. Well, I, it's interesting that you say that because I, I agree with you. You know, they say pressure makes diamonds. And whether it was the reporting of the New York Post or some of the polls, uh, I definitely know that they felt the pressure, uh, especially the last two weeks. And it seems like she stepped up and she had the clout. Let's face it. She um, she was able to get whatever, two former presidents, a current president and uh, a partridge in a pear tree to uh, to show up and um, stump on her behalf, and it worked. I mean, she declared victory. I, don't, I, I was here watching, but it was relatively early. Um, what do we what do we see statewide regarding the Senate and the Assembly? Well, look, the good news for New Yorkers is the Assembly, the Senate, no longer has a veto-proof majority, which means they're going to have to compromise and do business. And the business that needs to be done is criminal justice reform. Number one, number two. We have to, they have to begin to wake up and look around and say, wait a second, New York City is going into a severe fiscal crisis. The state is going to have less money than thought. Um, we better figure out how we not spend as much and be more responsible and give the governor the support she needs to solve those fiscal problems, or we're going to have real, even greater problems here in New York. All right, Hank, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you as the dust settles. Maybe uh, tomorrow or Friday we can talk about what's going on in, in the United States of America. Thank you, Hank Shankoff. Go ahead, Hank. You can always have the last word. Uh, you know what? I live in the United States of America. Everybody should be proud of what we did. Take care of yourself, Arthur. I'll talk to you. All the best. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's Hank Shankoff. Uh, I, will, I just want to echo uh, what he said. Unlike the election uh, when uh, President Biden came in, I guess it was two years ago now, when I was sitting exactly where I'm sitting now, looking at Fifth Avenue with all of the businesses boarded up with plywood. Yesterday was much more smooth, much more calm. Uh, as Hank Shankoff just said, you know, there was no fighting, no yelling, no screaming. I mean, I'm sure there were little skirmishes here and there. But it was a, um, it was a beautiful day of democracy. Um, in this country, and you know that that isn't the case in many, many in the majority of cases, majority of countries in the in the world, and uh, you know the stakes were high, and emotions were high, and yet from the reporting that I saw today, I didn't see any real, uh, real, real issues like we were anticipating two years ago when it literally brought tears to my eyes to see the city of New York. I'm exaggerating. It wasn't under martial law, but it seemed like that, where literally all of Fifth Avenue was boarded up with plywood, and there was at least one police officer on every corner. Because I remember I walked home uh, that night. I walked about 10, 12 blocks from here, and um, there were cops everywhere. And there was, and luckily that night, really nothing happened because we were so prepared and so on guard. But it was so sad that in New York City, in the United States of America, when we're having an election, we, we had to be under that kind of lockdown. Uh, it wasn't like that at all yesterday. Um, for the first time that I remember, I proudly walked around and wore my um, I Voted sticker. Um, I wound up, after we did the show last night, I wound up going um, to a restaurant here in Midtown, which was packed, which I was so happy to see. When I say packed, I mean it was packed. Um, and we had a great time, and then we came back here to the office of the Sinatra Room and uh, watched what was going on. Um, and, it, you know, it is exciting. Um, it's 
a lot different when you don't have the skin in the game, like you're a candidate or you're working on someone's campaign. Like, you know, Sal Albanese was on yesterday. I worked on more of his campaigns than I could count. Um, obviously, I was a candidate myself. It's a whole different feeling. There is a, a total excitement, uh, exhilaration when you're waiting for that vote when you really have skin in the game in one fashion or another. I remember being uh, in Dominic Recchia's headquarters in 2001 when there was the special election because the original election got delayed because of the the Twin Towers being taken down. Um, but how excited we were when, when Recchia won. Um, so we're going to keep doing a little bit more Election Day coverage. We're going to talk to um, Frank Sedio next. I want to talk to him about the assembly. There was a lot of turnover in the assembly. We're going to talk about the, the, the New York State Senate. There were some seats that were swapped out there. And what does that really mean? And Sedio's got a good relationship with Kathy Hochul. I want to hear, you know, when, when he picks up the phone and talks to her in a calm way, what words of wisdom will he have? What does she need to do now to be a real effective governor, to be a real effective leader of this great, great state? It's not an easy job. Um, and I know she's got some good people around her, in particular Karen Persicelli Keo, who I know for a long time. But you know, it, it's it's time. You know, she's got the she won, and now it's time to be the governor. I'm sure she's exhausted. She's entitled to a little bit of a break, but she's got to then step up right after the holidays and say, "Okay, I'm the governor, and here we go. Don't go anywhere." Let's talk about Connors and Sullivan. Is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? Do you know that the cost of a nursing home is $500 a day at least? That's right, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys specialize in this area of law. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing you're going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news. So call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. Call 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and Staten Island. It's never too late. The time to act is now. Call Connors Connors and Sullivan today at 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, you will be glad that you did. Today, it's Wellness Wednesday on Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, the whole fruit and vegetable capsule delivering your maximum nutrition in every dose. 100% whole food nutrition with the taste, smell, and color of pure fruits and veggies. as nature intended just for you. Try them now and see for yourself. 35% off and free shipping. Call now, 800-2468-751 or balanceofnature.com. And don't miss Wellness Wednesday tonight at 7 p.m. on AM 970. The Answer. If you're a small business, your expertise is taking care of customers. Our expertise is saving you time and money. We're the state's New Jersey Business Action Center, NJBAC. Get answers about government resources that can help you grow and thrive. From how to be a vendor with government to your business to finding capital. We've got your back at the back. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. Come experience the all-new 2023 Mitsubishi PHEV, our plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Bold, capable, electrifying. Reserve yours today. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. 732-863-2788. Something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. What do you think is happening here? There's well, you know what? If you want to find out no what's happening here, who am I going to ask? I'm going to ask Frank Sedio because he knows what's happening here. What's going on, uh, Judge Sedio? How are you, sir? 
Arthur, how are you? First of all, I want to tell you, I really take back what I said last night. I really think you could probably be mayor of the city if you put your head to it in time to come. Of course, I'm Eric. But we can see where that goes. Um, yeah, you, well, know, I, you know, Frank, I, I, the, the, hold on one second. The conversation, you know, yeah. we were joking about yesterday about running for office. And I, as you know, I've already run for office, as have you. Um, it, you know, even when you ran for assembly, the, the world is so different of politics. It was just... It was more, much more civil. It really was. And, you know, I was talking about this with Rudy Giuliani. He said, you know, when I ran it with David Dinkins the first time, the second time, he goes, yeah, it was a little rough, but, but not, not the way it is now with, between the social media and all the, the negative ads on TV and the media just ripping you apart. Um, I congratulate everybody who ran, whether they won or they lost, to put their neck on the line the, the way they did. I think that, that, that not only is that accurate, but it goes to show you uh, the class of person that, uh, that he is. And it's such a shame that he's been demonized so much. Uh, I've been in his company a number of times and finally a very, very good, competent, intelligent man who um, uh, speaks the truth as he knows it. And it's kind of a shame that he's been demonized the way he has. All yeah, well, so, Frank, let me ask you this question. Yeah, I know you have a relationship with the the governor now, the the full term governor, the four year governor. Before I, we get into what happened in all of these races around the state, if if Kathy Hochul and you have a cup of coffee in the next week, the next month, and she's like, "All right, Frank, January one, I get sworn in as you know the real governor now for four years. Uh, give me some, give me some advice, give me some words of wisdom. You've been in the in the game the game for decades as a police officer." as a lawyer, as a judge, as a politician, as a true blue New Yorker. I trust your, your wisdom and judgment, Frank Sedio. Tell me, tell me what, I, what I should be doing as the governor. Well, the first thing I would tell her is to evaluate this whole bail reform issue, find the right amendments, and if she has to use the pulpit of the budget next year to do it, to put her feet down and do it. What a lot of people didn't realize last year is if the, the governor could have been overridden, and I spoke about this yesterday, by, by the supermajorities of both the Assembly and the Senate. The Senate no longer has that luxury. They've, they've shrunk down by four, possibly five Senate seats, which means they no longer have, they may have the Democratic majority, but not the supermajority to override the governor. And she's going to be able to empower herself now with things that she might want to veto that comes up uh, uh, in, in the legislature, legislature, and she will also have the ability to be a little stronger in our efforts in wanting to make the change. I will tell you she's always wanted to make the changes that she feels the people want. I think that she had to look at her ability to do so and did as much as she could under the circumstances she faced. Okay. Now, I know, you know, Zeldin did a great job focusing on crime, crime, crime. But let's let's move off of the topic of crime. What else would you tell her she needs to focus on here in, in, in you know, not the city, but the entire state? There are parts of the state that are very financially depressed, economically depressed. Uh, you know, well, that, again, that, it's that, only my opinion, but I would ask her to take another look at fracking to see if the upstate economy would be increased tenfold. If we did fracking in uh, upstate western New York, if you look at both Illinois and you look at both Pennsylvania, both have fracking, uh, allow fracking, and both the economies of those areas have grown enormously. So fracking would be a great thing. I don't know that she gets the environmental circumstances of it, but that would certainly be something I'd advocate that she should be doing. You know, a lot of people, we, we, so we like to consider, I like to consider myself a common sense Democrat. Common sense to me means we do as much as we can to get jobs for people. It means that we do the best we can to ensure the least expenses for people, which means she has to focus on the inflationary circumstances as well. Arthur, the other day I went to the store, and I went to be grocery shopping, and I bought a dozen eggs. This same dozen eggs cost me $2 a year ago. I paid $5 for last wow. week. Wow. That's, 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 that's a big bread difference. That's bread and butter issues, butter, milk, dairy products which, by the way, are produced in New York State, uh, need to be looked at, regulated, and possibly find ways to reduce the price and the cost for those so that they can be passed on to the people. And I would tell her to make that some kind of a priority as well. So the okay, homegrown product is something we have here. 
I want to pick your brain about some of the local races, especially in my neck of the woods in southern Brooklyn. Um, what Peter Abadi, he's been in, I don't know, he's been in the assembly since I think I'm in grammar school. Okay, right. Four, 1982 he's, he was elected. Okay, he was elected with Albanese. Okay. Uh, what, yeah. You know, so he's no, he lost, correct? Yes, he did. And part of the reason he lost, as well as Fracas, uh, Fontes, I think her name is, and Steve Simowitz, because right. 25% of the Democratic Party abandoned the party. We have a three what is that, to one. What, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? There are three. There are three Democrats to every Republican. We only won in the fifties. Twenty-five percent of the party abandoned. Of registered Democrats abandoned the party to vote for Republicans, and that the fallout from that is people like a fabulous assemblyman by like Peter Abadi, who's done a, fa- a great job over these years, but more much to his community. To Steve Simulitz, who has brought Chief Set Bay and that surrounding community enormous, uh, enormously good pro- programs that help out, and uh, Miss Fontes, who covers Coney Island. So, I mean, those three are lost. By the way, the last time we had four Republicans in, in Brooklyn goes back to the 60s and, uh, and changed in, the, in 1982 when they did the reapportionment. We went from two to none. And here we now have four Republicans representing Brooklyn. Did Alec, Bro- uh, Alec Brooke Kransky? To the party. So, <laughs> did Alec Brooke Kransky win also? It looks like it's pretty much that he's going to be winning that. A lot of times people are counting on what they call the absentee ballots to carry over to change. Those ballots were already counted. It's okay. not like we first now have to open them and get the numbers. They were counted and were ready and available on Election Day itself. That's why the numbers are more accurate now than they would have been. Did, with was, all was, that Alec, absolutely was Alec Brooke Kransky, was he running for Senate or for Assembly? Assembly. He ran for the Assembly in, that, in, his old, in his old district, but he ran this time as a Republican. He was okay. originally there as a Democrat. Now tell, and he was tell a well-known the, the, figure, and it's a community that, that, uh, come, that has a community that's familiar with him. Tell, tell the, the listeners, Frank Sedio. When you're Alec Brokransky and you're a Republican in the New York State Assembly, is there anything you could do or accomplish, or are you just more of a figurehead? Well, I would say that, unfortunately, because the Republican minority isn't strong enough, that there's very little that they can do as a Republican. But I will say that I got to believe that the Speaker, Carl Hastings, is going to look at what occurred in this election. I want to point out, by the way, the, the, the Democrats that lost are all moderate Democrats. So all we've done by electing Republicans is strengthen the progressives because their number now, the strength of their numbers, even though it stayed the same, 35, has made it more difficult for the Speaker to get bills passed. And the real problem is that when they want to do something in the Assembly, he needs 76 Democrats to vote with him. But they're not going to vote for something with 70 Democrats and the rest Republicans. So it's going to make it a little bit more difficult to pass uh, 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 questionable legislation in in the assembly now. And well, would that Senate, make someone would that make someone like Alec Brokransky a little more powerful to say to the speaker, "Look, I'll vote on this thing. I mean, you're you know, I'll give you my vote so that you could get over the hump." It would, but except that again, if, it, if the speaker doesn't have seventy six votes, he's not bringing the bill to the floor. But, but, but my, my point is, could Alex, could Alec Brokransky or any of these Republicans, could they be one of those 76? Sure, they can switch to become a Democrat. <laughs> no, what if, what, no I, I, I just don't know the logistics. No, what if they are, the answer is no, because I'll, I'll tell a story. I'll take two more seconds to tell you a story. Go ahead. Back Go ahead. in 19, uh, 1979, I was up in Albany, and a guy by the name of Stanley Fink was the speaker. Of course. Democrat, actually from my political club, I was in success. Of course, I and know, I remember a powerful, the powerful guy, Stanley Fink. That's right. He was the speaker, and I remember they had a bill that they killed about having the assembly recite the Pledge of Allegiance at, before they started the meeting, and it never got to the floor. And I remember saying, Stanley, why wouldn't you vote for that? He says, because they want it. <laughs> so right. that's the kind of difference that we have in terms of Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, and, and that's, that, and that's what I'd love different. to get rid of, Frank. Yeah. And that's what I, I yeah. know it's and idealistic. That's what, 
That's what I would we love need to get to go rid of. Forward now and find a better way to work with each other. But whatever your political ideology, it's got to be for the good of the people and not for the political partisanship that occurs now. It's not accomplishing anything for us. Things like bail reform really need to be addressed. And the governor is only going to be able to do that because of the system that we have through her budget efforts. And I think this year we're going to be very surprised about some of the things that she includes as part of her agreement to allow budget the budget proposals to go forward. People forgot last year the budget was about six or eight days late. And it was right. late not because of the agreement on what they would spend, but because of the budget, because of the, allowing the budget to include some of the changes that she had made in the bail reform. So that's going to be her anchor next year. That's going to be her hammer. That's going to be the thing that I think is going to let the public finally see the real Kathy Hochul. All right, Frank, we got to go. I appreciate you very much yesterday, today. You've been great. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Frank Setio. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back in just one minute. So let's talk about partying. You know, when you talk about Frank Setio, you talk about a party. And the party that I'm thinking of is the one that you should be having on the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises. Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff, they go above and beyond with every detail. They help you on and off the ship. They, they serve you food. They serve you drinks. The food is great. The drinks are great. The music is great. Um, it is the unforgettable place to have an event. Uh, if you still do not have New Year's Eve plans, well, can you think of a better place to watch the New Year's Eve fireworks than the yacht in the middle of the waters where the fireworks are blowing up over your head. If you're thinking about proposing, shh, wouldn't that be a cool spot to propose? The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays or bar mitzvahs, you name it. So take a look at what the ship looks like. Go to newyorkcruises.com, www.newyorkcruises.com, or call 212-633-1231, 212-633-1231, and book your unforgettable event today. The best part about taking ZQuil Pure Z's Sleep Plus Next Day Energy at night is actually the next morning. I wake up alert with none of the grogginess from taking too much melatonin. Pure Z Sleep Plus Next Day Energy is a bilayer tablet with immediate release melatonin and extended release B vitamins to help me fall asleep naturally and wake refreshed. It's my secret weapon for a great night's sleep and a great morning. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Can't beat that. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies. Sleep better, wake your best. Want more AM970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM970 The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's Wellness Wednesday coming up tonight on Radio Night Live. Per usual, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat will be with us. But what's all this sourpuss face about the losses last night? Yes, I would have loved to see Governor Zeldin. But it was a good night otherwise last night. And you'll hear why tonight on Radio Night Live. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala, a new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, obviously we have to talk politics because it's just it's just topical. Um, but, you know, this is not really what I'm grooving on doing on the radio because there's just so many other places where it's happening and you could go listen there. Um, so I'm going to take a quick little break right now from talking about politics and tell you what I am doing tonight. I am going to a little further north from the city, and I am one of the masters of ceremony for the 40th anniversary of the ordination of Father Anthony Sorgi. Why is that a big deal? 
Well, Father Anthony Sorgi had a grandmother, and her name was Josephine Idala Sorgi. And Josephine Idala Sorgi was the oldest of the siblings, and her youngest sibling was named Arthur Idala, my grandfather. So Father Anthony Sorgi's grandma and my grandpa were brother and sister, and they were very, very close. I think my Aunt Josephine basically kind of raised my grandfather because I don't remember how many years apart they were, but it was, I want to say like 15, something like that. So um, I remember her well, and I remember her prayers that her little grandson, Anthony, would be a priest. Uh, She would talk about it. I mean, she passed away when I was... I was older. I mean, I remember her very well. And yes, I remember her uh, praying that he would become a priest. And then, yes, he entered the seminary. And I'm going to tell you why I remember 40 years ago, right about now, his ordination. Um, Because, there's a little idola story. My father, very nicely, bought me two sports jackets from... Gentlemen's Quarters, David Haig's store in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is still there on 93rd Street and 3rd Avenue. And I had to wear a sports jacket at Poly Prep. That started on November the 1st. So right around this time of the year, my dad bought me these two sports jackets. And I brought them to school one day, or I wore both of them to school. Somehow or another, both of them wound up in my locker. And I wanted to bring them home. And so I took them and I folded them up kind of nicely and I put them in my book bag at Poly Prep. And I put the book bag on the rack, like right outside the buses. And I went and did something. Like, I don't know, I was playing some game or something, just goofing off. It was nothing organized. And maybe I left it there along with a whole bunch of other book bags for like, you know, I don't know, half an hour. And I remember my buddy Chris Glynn came to Poly Prep, even though he didn't go there, just to come hang out with me. And we were going to goof off together and then um, head back home. And when I went to go get the bag, it was gone. So my book bag with all my books in it, but more importantly, with my two brand new sports jackets were gone. And this was either Thursday or Friday. And Saturday, I believe, was Father Anthony's ordination at St. Patrick's Cathedral. And I know my father would be expecting me to wear one of those, but I kind of want, I was terrified, terrified that he was going to take my head off. And he was right to some degree. Um, but how I went up to him is I had a suit. So I wore the suit instead of the sports jacket, even though it was an older suit, but it made me even look more formal and more fancy. But I do remember Father Sorgi's ordination 40 years ago. So let's see, 40 years ago, I was 15, um, right? 40 years ago, I was 15, right. So, yes, I was, um, well, not yet. I was still 14. Uh, I'll be 15 in a couple of weeks, or 55 in a couple of weeks. Um, So it's amazing how there are those markers in your life. So tonight's going to be a great time. Um, It's at the Glen Hills Country Club or something. It's going to be a big event. I'm so honored to be speaking because I believe I'm, there were several speakers, but I'm the only one uh, related by blood. Um, and I will talk about my Aunt Josephine and my grandfather. And uh, Father Sorgi has a gift, uh, a real gift, a real talent for uh, speaking. His oratory skills are off the charts. He gave the homily, uh, not this past Columbus Day, but a year ago uh, at the Columbus Day Parade at the... the, the uh, mass in the morning and the homily was spectacular i mean spectacular to the point where ken langone uh who nyu langone hospitals came over to me because he realized we were related and he said i've been coming to this mass on this day for i don't know what he said 25 years 28 years he said that was by far the greatest homily i've ever heard um, so I'm excited not only to um, be representing the Idala's family today, tonight with Father Sorgi, but um, uh, I'm excited to hear him speak and to not talk about politics uh, too much anymore. But I think we kind of have to just finish up a little bit, a little bit more analysis uh, so that we know exactly where where we're going in this state. Let's talk about what, let's do a little analysis of the whole, the whole state, the whole picture, and bring in 
the man who I heard on the radio around 12.30 this morning, maybe 12.45, talking to our friend Dominic Carter, the great Scott Levinson. Hello, Mr. Levinson. Hey, Arthur. How are you? You did a very good job with uh, with Dominic. You better do as good of a job with me. I'll try not to embarrass you, all right, thank you very much. So, what what is the analysis for by uh, from some Scott Levinson of what happened statewide last night? I, at the risk of being repetitive, my first analysis is what we all know and what you know very well: lawn signs don't elect people, and people at rallies don't elect people. Voters elect people, and that's not necessarily the same group. Now, my phone was ringing off the hook the last two weeks. What's going on with Kathy Hochul? Kathy Hochul's going to get crushed. Even on Election Day, I got calls from people in South Brooklyn, in Nassau and Suffolk. Kathy Hochul's going to get crushed. This is ultimately a Democratic state. The registration is in Democratic favor. She was running as an incumbent and had the benefit of a historical race and being the first woman elected as governor. And did did you think it was going to be a ten point victory? What what was the ultimate what what's the ultimate margin? I know they still have votes to count, but what's the ultimate margin of victory, by the way? I think we'll see it at fifty four forty six, fifty three forty seven, something okay. like that, a decent spread, nothing anywhere near close, and more importantly, nothing that reflects an abandonment of the Democratic Party because they've been so soft on crime. And the fear mongering that you see in places like the New York Post just did not seem to hold true at the top of the ticket. Well, I got you. That all being said, there is a tremendous amount to be concerned about today if you're a Democrat. Friends, people you know for a very long time, like Steve Simbolism. Peter Abad seems to have lost their seats in Democratic strongholds like Southern Brooklyn. A number of previously held Democratic congressional seats in New York, uh, most notably the Tom Swazi seat, has now fallen into Republican hands. Sean Patrick Maloney's seat fallen into Republican hands. You know, half of the problem in the United States Congress staying in Democratic hands lies in New York State. It's a, a bit of an embarrassment. So, segue, we are a divided state with a trend from the bottom that doesn't look good for Democrats. Well, um, Scott, we have 60 seconds left, and I will tell you, I, I like when we're a divided state. I like having different points of view. I like the intellectual debate going back and forth between the parties, and I like forcing people to work together because before we're red people or blue people, we're, we're Americans, we're New Yorkers, and you know what? We're all human beings, and uh, I'd like to everyone stop playing the color wars and start playing the the how do we make New York State the greatest state in the nation, if not the world. And I think that's true with the nation as a whole. We have a nation that's going to be divided. Um, we're likely going to have a divided Congress. So it's incumbent, excuse the uh, double entendre. All right, Scott, I got I to gotta let you go. I'm up against the hard break. Thank you for jumping in. I'll catch up in a little bit. All right, soon come. All over me. Listen to this, folks. If you're looking for a career change and you would like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school, one that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently, 
Well, there's a high-powered and lucrative career that you really need to know about. It's called court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, television stations, they're all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. Come experience the all-new 2023 Mitsubishi PHEV, our plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Bold, capable, electrifying. Reserve yours today. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. 732-863-2788. Listen up, ladies. There's finally a probiotic created just for women. Probiotic HX Women is formulated to include clinically proven strains of probiotic to optimize vaginal pH and create a normal bacterial environment in the body. Many women have experienced an imbalance in the vaginal microbiome and know just how bothersome it can be. Our formula contains a powerful combination of healthy bacteria to promote urinary tract health and helps to restore healthy vaginal flora. Containing lactobacillus strains shown to be effective in targeting the bacteria that cause UTIs. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Buy one bottle of Probiotic HX Women at retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Taking care of all aspects of your health is important to women. Call now, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Okay, girls, ready to go? Yeah! Mom, I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Me too, Mommy. You want a snack? Yeah! Got it? Children learn from our behaviors. Mommy, can you open this, All right, please? hold on one second. Okay. Okay, here. Thank you. They learn what is okay from the adults they see. Mommy, are you on your phone? If you're a distracted driver, <laughs> chances are... They will be too. What kind of driver are you raising? Funded by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The answer. They all laughed at Christopher Columbus when he said the world was round. They all laughed when Edison recorded sound. They all laughed at Wilbur and his brother when they said man could fly. They told Magoni wireless was a pony. It's, it's the same, same old cry. One of the most famous you. places in Said New York. I was reaching for and I love that uh, sometimes I'm referred to as the quintessential New Yorker. I try, I try. But one of the, the most famous places, and I'm not exaggerating, is Caroline's. Caroline's Comedy Club on Broadway. Uh, and right now, we have on the line Caroline herself. Caroline Hirsch. And we have the New York Comedy Festival going on as we speak. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Caroline. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm well, I'm so good. happy Thanks. to be speaking to you and not talking about politics for a couple of minutes. So it's this oh, is a God. refreshing break. Talk to us, Caroline. Tell us tell us what's going on right now in New York. So right now, you know, right now, right now in New York City, um, we have the New York Comedy Festival which is in its 18th year, and we have over 150 shows, over 200 comedians all over the city performing. Our big show tomorrow night would be Joe Coy at Madison Square Garden. Tonight's Jenny Slate at Town Hall. We have Bill Maher Saturday evening at the Hulu Theater. We have shows all over. We have Tracy Morgan. We have J.B. Smooth. We have Wanda Sykes at the Beacon Theater. So we're all over the city. And, you know, New York has the greatest venues in the world. And we're in all, pretty much all of them this week. We that also have abs- John Mulaney at the USB Arena also out on, in Queens. Tell, tell us how people get tickets if they want to access any of these uh, Well, go to 
NewYorkComedyFestival.com, and you will see our terrific lineup of shows that goes on for days there. Um, and it runs through Sunday, and we have also Nurse Blake, uh, Nurse Blake, and he's appearing at Town Hall on Sunday. He's a great comedian. He came out through famous, got famous through COVID. Started, he was, he's a real registered nurse and started making videos about what was happening in the hospitals. He's hilarious. Um, great write-up he had in the New York Times this week. So um, I would suggest go out and see him. Uh, Caroline, you're one of the founders of the Comedy Festival? I am. Yes, I am the and founder. Yes. Th- can you just tell the folks a little bit who are listening a little bit of the history, how it came about, what made you think of it, and how it's progressed over the years, just to get them excited? Well, it's, you know, it's it, the, the, the festival started uh, right after um, we did a 20th anniversary special at uh, Carnegie Hall, where we brought back all the performers that used to work for us at the club and then kind of graduated, like John Stewart, Louis Black, um, Dennis Leary. They all came back and performed at Carnegie uh, Hall, so we decided to do more of that. And then the, the festival was created in uh, in uh, 18 years ago. So we started doing the, more and more of this. So we do this every year, and we have lots of shows. We're in the five boroughs. We have shows everywhere. So, you know, we need a little laugh after the uh, elections. So I, I suggest everybody just go online and, you know, kind of try to try to get a ticket to something. Just so people understand who you are, Caroline, and how special it is that you're on our show, could you just give them a couple of names that have played at your establishment that are, have now become household names? Well, you know, let's go. Let's let's talk about Bill Maher, my original club, which was on Eighth Avenue and Twenty Sixth Street. Bill Maher, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Gary Shandling, Jay Leno, um, you name it, J.B. Smooth, you, you, John Stewart. You name the person, Tracy Morgan. I mean, everybody has passed through. And at Chris Rock, everybody has kind of worked at the club. So, um, Caroline Hirsch, I appreciate it. I know how busy you are right now because (laughs) you're coordinating this whole thing. And I know you squeezed in some time for us. So I want to thank you. As a New Yorker, I want to thank you. As someone who has survived this whole COVID scare and and pandemic, (laughs) I want to thank you. And, you know, to do an event like this, I, I can't imagine how much work and coordination it entails. So on behalf of all New Yorkers, because the New York Comedy Festival is something that makes New York New York, thank you very, very much, Caroline. And we, we, we look forward to your club being a part of the Broadway community for years to come. Okay. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you. Okay. All right. Caroline Hirsch from Caroline's Comedy Club. Um not I don't I'm like I can't say I go to comedy clubs uh, often only because nah let's see Ariana probably wouldn't enjoy the comedy too much and I don't think Arthur or Luca would either um, but I have gone to see uh, Jerry Seinfeld several times and uh, you know sadly I hate to say this but because of the little phone in your hand you get to watch any comedy you want almost at any time you want I I often will look up Sebastian Maniscalco and some of his skits. Um, uh, you know, Tracy Morgan is, he did a, a bit for the mayor, uh, at the inner circle, uh, where that was absolutely hysterical. Uh, and look, this is part of the fabric of New York. Did you hear all the places that, that, that people are playing town hall, Madison square garden, the Hulu theater, which I know as the felt forum. Um, I mean, these are iconic New York venues and to have people of the caliber of, of Bill Maher, here and performing it just shows you man this is new york is new york uh we know who the governor is we know what the senate's going to be we know what the assembly's going to be we've heard from all these legal analysts today we've heard from hank shankoff and scott levinson and frank sedio um you know i i know it's pie in the sky sadly but i just wish everyone would calm down with the partisanship and just work together you know he he uh, Frank said he had told that story about Stanley Fink, who I, I knew, I know his son very well. I knew the speaker, Fink, and he was very, very powerful. You know, he's not going to pass a bill that said they say the Pledge of Allegiance because the Republicans wanted it. Like that's, I mean, God rest his soul, Stanley Fink. But that's the stuff that, and I know Frank said he was just giving us an example, but that's exactly the opposite of how you know we should be doing things. It, it, definitely in the state of New York, but in, in the nation, um, 
there are so many vo- so many races that are still undecided in the United States of America. So the balance of power is uh, undecided. I know that the uh, the the Heisman Trophy winner uh, Herschel Walker is going to be in a runoff, and that's going to be a very watch how much money gets thrown at this runoff. It's going to be, and this is what drives me nuts. If you took that same amount of money and fed the millions of kids who go to bed at night hungry in this country, I mean, you could probably eliminate children childhood hunger for a, a good long period of time. I don't want to. I'm not doing sitting here with a calculator doing the math, but um, so you're going to see tons of money being spent on on that runoff. <sighs> I'm a little tired. I went to bed late. I did get caught up in the in the hype of the election and oh, are they going to call this and are they going to call that? I watched New York One last night, which I thought was great. <clears throat> I watched all my old friends on the Fox News Channel. I thought Martha McCallum and, and Brett Baer did a fantastic job. Um, Britt Hume, I definitely missed Juan Williams. He was not on the air last night at Fox. Uh, I wish he was, although Harold Ford was there, and I'm a big fan of Harold's. I think he's he's a good guy, and he's a, a, a good a- analyst. Um, let's see what Kathy Hochul does. Um, I'm obviously, I root for whoever wins, right? Because they're my leader, whoever the president is, whoever the governor is whoever the mayor is like you know they're they all have four-year terms so they're you know they're going to be my leader for four years i'm rooting for them as eric adams likes to say like who goes on an airplane and roots against the pilot uh, for the plane to crash we don't want the plane to crash we want the plane to soar um i'm not going to get caught up with oh well i didn't vote for her or or if, if zeldin would have won well i didn't vote for him um i'm caught up with okay this is it this is the team Let's do the best that we can. You imagine the New York Yankees put together their best team and maybe, oh, you don't like this guy or you don't like that player or you don't like the manager. Are, are you going to root against the Yankees? You know, oh, I want them to lose because even though they're my team, they didn't get the pitcher I wanted. They didn't use the manager I wanted. The Brooklyn Nets have a new manager. I'm going to root for them because I'm a Brooklyn boy and I'm, uh, they're the only uh, major sports franchise. Who are we listening to on the out here uh is this you too. too? Walk on. Well, uh, happy birthday, Lou Ferrigno, 71, the Hulk. And uh, congratulations, Governor Hochul. I hope you have a great term because that'll only serve New Yorkers the best. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.